This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered. By fans. Vicious, but brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome again to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast and it's fixture release day. One of my favourite days of the entire year. We get to see who we're playing, when we're playing them. Um, yeah, I know the most season's a couple of months away, but I get excited anyway. So, Nick oh. is with us, who is not excited about fixture release day. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. All good, thank you. <laughs> oh, the excitement in his voice. Danny is with us. How do you feel about fixture release day? Um, if I'm being honest, lads, I slept through it. Um, but we've got some interesting games and some tough months coming up, so I'm very excited for it. Absolutely. And John Breck is with us. Oh, thank you for joining us, John. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, lads. I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm very good. Glad. We've got a few people in the comments. Powered is with us. Gav Grundy, Kim Haywood, you choose a Harvey. Steve Gundy, Jamie, Joanne Simpson, Charleston, all with us. Thank you very much so far for being with us. We're going to start, though, by talking about Saturday's events, uh, so upcoming the Midnight Memory Walk for Robin Hospice. John, that's why I wish to come on the reason I should come on tonight. Um, just give people a sort of a, a rundown of what it is, why, 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 it's ha- why, ha- why it's happening. Sorry. Well, it's a big, great T-shirt, by the way. Fantastic T-shirt you're wearing. Um, <laughs> Good on you as well. Um, well, it's such a, it's a very close to my heart. Uh, I think nearly everyone now in Rotherham, the hospice now has been about quite a long time now where it's touched everybody in Rotherham. I think whether it's a loved one, a neighbour, a workmate, it's touched nearly everybody. Someone knows somebody that's been cared for in the hospice. And... Uh, you know, it belongs to us, the people of Rotherham, and it's on our doorstep, and it's up to us to try. Unfortunately, we have to raise half of the funds, which, you know, times are very, very hard, but Rotherham people have always backed me on it. They've uh, they come forward, whatever I do. Uh, it's a very generous town. We're not a rich town. It's only a smallish town. But they always 
come out in the numbers, whether it's a cricket match, the, the Red Glove Day, whatever I've done for the hospice. But the midnight walk, it started back at Millmore. Uh, I'd lost my wife in 2006. And the hospice, we come up with the idea, 2008, and it's just when Millmore was shutting. And that was the last venue, the last venue out of Millmore, which was a great night, but a sad night. Because um, I spent all my working life, more or less, there. Uh, and I knew every cupboard, every little hiding place you could find in the ground. Uh, but to walk out that night, I was very proud. We had a thousand walkers that night and uh, we raised well over £90,000. Wow, wow. It goes a long way. But, you know, um, so when the, when the hospice asked me to be ambassador there, they said, could we resurrect it? Because after about three or four years, it had had its time and the hospice decided to go on to other venue, uh, other attractions and entertainment and different things. So it lost its way a little bit. But then, as I say, I, I've spoke to people and I've had a great response. I can tell you now, we're well over 600 people walking on Saturday. Wow. You've got some great people involved. I've got Ronnie's walking with me. Uh, Dean Andrews is walking with me. And Woody's walking with me. And there's plenty of others as well. Uh, I've had some great messages from people. Just giving pages, doing really well. Um, and we've got over £20,000 already in, which I can announce that now. So, you know, I can't thank the people enough for whatever I do. But it is special. Um, if anybody hasn't registered already they're thinking about it come on come and walk with us as i say we start about 10 o'clock we've got the music pa entertainment the boys always back me whatever i do uh so we have that we've got other attractions before we set off but then it's great when you set off you know it's it's a bit eerie at first you're walking at midnight and you're going through the town center and uh up to clifton park and then round uh past the hospice and we're going to First time we're going to put messages. People can donate and put a message on the, on the uh, fencing at the hospice and then we're off on his way. And uh, I've already done the 10 mile. It's a grueling one, I can tell you. Make sure, you've got your, uh, make sure that you've got your Vaseline on your feet and you've got your <laughs> trainers on. And uh, it doesn't matter what your feet look like, just make sure you've got comfortable shoes on. So the 10 mile is a grueling. It took me about two weeks to get Todd. And a couple of people from the hospice and my daughter walked with me. Uh, the six mile, I don't know. I, I don't know how long that will take. But, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And as I say, uh, the sponsorship's been fantastic. ASD, these are the big sponsors. There's that many people involved, but there's Burroughs Motors, as I said, PA Entertainment, Rainwood Skoda and Elvin Auto Services. They're the big main sponsors, and I can't thank them enough. And I can't thank you lads for inviting me on here tonight. And obviously wearing the shirt, and I know that you're walking with us, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm changing his name for the one day. We were in New York Walk instead of New York Talk for one day. So <laughs> that's, well, not my, I didn't, that wasn't my joke. Mick? Um, <laughs> Dad joke, mate. Dad joke. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so us three, us, us three, as like, like Brett mentioned, 600 other people. Am I right in saying, John, that it's open till Friday? People can register to join the wall. can register on the night, but we, we, the way we want them to register, because obviously policing and obviously bouncers on the night, because we're giving bands out, 
you know, it's a it's a big thing to you know. We've got radio car going around. We've got the walkie talkies. We've got the volunteers. The volunteer. If anybody wants to volunteer, if they can't walk, we'll find a little job for them if they can uh, get in touch with the hospice. Uh, but yeah, we need them to register. We'd like them to register tomorrow, but you can register on the night. It costs us a little bit more on the night. It's, it's ten pound on the night, but basically, just just just. Donate five pound, and if you if you can't get on the night, we'll know you're not work, walking. But uh, you know, every little bit helps. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's ten p uh, or hundred pound, whatever you can afford, uh, it goes a long, long way to helping this great cause. Yeah, absolutely. Mix the point. The uh, just give a page along the bottom of the screen now. Which again, if you can't walk, donate. Uh, I think that's another three hundred quid on on ours so far. So thank you for yeah. it there. For yeah. else. Uh, that's fantastic. John, just quickly mention while we're here, let's talk about the Rotham shirt. Uh, it has the Rotham Hospice name on it. And I think it's it's a great gesture by all the people, the Diamond uh, sponsor. What, what are they called? You want to say Diamond Dogs, don't you? You, 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 you try to stop yourself saying Diamond Dogs. I am. Um, but the guys. No, are you're not. <laughs> well, it, it really goes down. Obviously, there's a lot of people being involved. But cool. it goes down. Steve Coakley. Steve Coakley come up with the brains and uh, he this idea. He come to me actually and mentioned it. He says, what do you think? This was just I said, Steve, that's great. If you can pull that off, mate, he's pulled it off. Uh, we've got six companies there uh, and they are they've sent up the money, they've put the money up and they're not having any credit on the shirts and they've said it on to the other hospice, which it looks great, by the way. Uh, I mean, I admit, the red away shirt looks great in, in, with it, with the emblem on it. But bear in mind, it will, you imagine we're going to go to every championship town and city wearing the other hospice. It opens a lot of doors for the hospice. And also the club, it's credit to the club and the chairman to think about it. It's, I think the trailblazers to, to do this, to do... Um, to get a charity, and, and that's what the club's all about for me. Go back to my days, go back before my time in the 50s. We were always a community club, and uh, we do try to help as much as we can. The players are out doing uh, various things through the week after training. They've all got schedules to do that. They have to help football in the community. And, and we, it is a big thing for this football club, and uh, we do pride ourselves on it. But Steve Coakley, to pull that off, to think how he's pulled it off, but credit goes go to them diamond uh, uh, companies that have come come on board and done that. I, can, I personally cannot thank them enough. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's brilliant. Um, in the comments, Andrew Kelly says, "Evening all, see us all for the fifteen k on Saturday." We'll see you there, Andy. Well, that fifteen k uh, is going to be a killer, but let's do it. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to walk the six, I think, because I've done the ten. Uh, <laughs> what I've said is most of my mates we could, well, I'm coming up for 17 July but some of them are a bit older than me so they're doing the 6 mile but I want to be back this is my excuse I want to be back to welcome everybody who's done the 10 mile so, and I'll clap them in and I'll carry them over the line if I have to thank you Breck for helping the Kimmy Park Pub hospice race night, which well, obviously Dan was involved in as well. And thank them as well. They did a great job that night. I'll say we've got we've got part two just behind me. 
as well. We've got the trophy from the hospice now, and oh, that'll yeah. be that'll be up and running soon. In fact, we've got a training session getting ready for that before the fifteen k. So I'm going to be dead on my Oh, I thought you were going to ask me to take your training then. But... <laughs> well, you, you can if you like. Coming, then, but... <laughs> I've got a busy week. I've got a busy week from Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to the fixture release day. Opening up with Stoke on, on the opening day, then all the other sort of ones in between, which we will cover. Um John, I'll come to you first. So obviously, you were involved in football. When you were sort of an assistant manager and, and sort of coach, do these days, sort of, when they come out, do they, when they have, do, does they sort of matter? Because you, you're going to play every twice. From from inside the club, does the fixture release day sort of hold anything? Of course it does. I mean, you, you're looking forward to that. And obviously, uh, this league especially, it's the sixth biggest league in the world. And it, I can tell the lads, any role, everybody who's watching this, this league is brutal at times. It can be brutal. So you've got to be ready and you've got to hit the ground running. So you're looking straight away, oh, we're away from home, right? Uh, you're making the plans, bearing in mind they're working round the clock, trying to bring players in. Uh, but, yeah, you, you get you get focused on it and you, you look for your first home game and you want to hit the ground running and get off to a good start and get the points. I mean, uh, as soon as we can get to 50, the better. Uh, yeah. like, what a great achievement this year uh, for Rotherham United uh, to get the 50 points. And, uh, yeah, you, you certainly look, and, and everybody's looking straight away. I mean, uh, the, I think we're all looking straight away for the Sheffield Wednesday fixture and the Leeds fixture. Uh, I did straight away. I look for that. And I think I mentioned earlier to you, I've had several people phone me, and my phone will be going tomorrow as well. If you want me to be a guest in the lounge... <laughs> the Leeds game and the Sheffield Wednesday game, um, so I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have no problem having guests on them days. But yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a staff, you're looking at the fixtures and uh, and you think, Oof, that's a tough time. That, and, but you know, as you you look at paper, I think you said earlier that we played better last year against the. We had some great results against the teams at the top of the league. So you can't you don't play paper uh, football on paper. You've just got to get on with it, and, but you have to try and just hit the ground running, and uh, and that's what the staff will be focused on. Obviously, the focus now on trying to build a team, and uh, and and hopefully we'll be hearing shortly that there'll be signings coming in. Hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Morell, it's a it's a, brut- it's a brutally beautiful league, which I think is a very nice well, way of putting it. Fantastically, fantastically. If you're a player, you want to be playing in, you know. It's, it's, it's just we're going to the, some big cities, some big clubs that's been in the, in the big time, and the clubs that come down this year are just well, you know, you have to dream about that playing. And, and if you're a player, you want to be playing against them, definitely. Absolutely, I was picking out some key sort of dates. Uh, obviously, mentioned Stoke away is the is the first ho- first game, first home against Blackburn. Sheffield Wednesday away is on the 28th of October. Leeds at home is the 25th of November. The reverse of the Leeds fixture is the 10th, 10th of February back to Ellen Road. And the um, show Wednesday come to us on the 2nd of March. We end the season at home to Cardiff City, Mick. And I tweeted yeah. this out that as soon as that got announced, I just felt a little bit sick going back a couple of years um, yeah. on the COVID season. I think it'll rain. So, yeah, no way that weekend. Definitely. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I've got Met Office on speed dial, and I rang him and they said it's too far in front. I said, Well, you can go, I can guarantee you one thing, it's gonna be raining that day. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, isn't it? It's it's weird that that that, that one's that one's been thrown up like the Calabar Cup draw, you know. It, it, there are certain fixtures that that, uh, that that get thrown up, but that, yeah, I mean, Cardiff at the moment, looking at them, you know, the things aren't great down there, are they? Uh, they're another one of these uh, these clubs that are sort of throwing up red flags everywhere. So it, there's, a, there's a, a strong possibility. Um, well, no, they're into strong possibility. There's a possibility that they may not be one of the ones that are going to be down there at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, it's uh, to be fair, the, the, the running isn't as tricky as the one we've had this season. It doesn't appear to be at the moment, but, you know, running them anyway, so who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Danny, let's, Danny, let's look at the first five fixtures. And the reason I'm going to mention this is I, I, Rob Staten's took a bit of flack on Twitter for mentioning the first five fixtures. And to be honest with you, I want to back Staten up on this one because you've got Stoke away who are not restricted by uh, financial fair play anymore. Blackburn Rovers who are going for it this season. Sunderland who are going for it this season. Leicester City, we don't even say anything else. And then Norwich City. They are first five games. And other than playing Leeds, that is a properly tough first five fixtures, Danny, isn't it? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I've messaged Rob saying it were a bit unfair, the flack he's had from Rotherham fans, because yeah. that is a, a very tough <clears throat> first five. Uh, you know, you've got the um, ex-Premier League in Leicester within that. Um, you've got Sunderland. Thankfully, we're finally playing him on a Saturday at three o'clock. <laughs> finally. Um, and then, you know, you've got Blackburn, but you know, we turned them over quite easily last season, but I imagine it will be a different story this season. Um, and then Norwich as well. I mean, Stoke away is quite a tough ask for opening day of the season as well. Um, but it's sort of, I don't know, it, for me, it's it'll sort of be our test of like, right, how do we stack up against these teams squad-wise? You know, because I'm sure Taylor will get the team together as best he can. Yeah, we'll improve the season goes on, um, cohesive-wise. But, you know, it'll be like, right, where do we stack up quality-wise against these teams? Rather than it being, you know, a manager's ethos and tactics working in your favour, that's where the quality of your team comes into it in the early stages. And I'm just really looking forward to it. But the two in particular I'm really looking forward to is either Leicester or Norwich. Because I am desperate to get in the hospitality lounge for my birthday, and I want to—I want it to be Leicester, now ex Premier League winner, uh, a few seasons ago, and it's like, yes, having that one. But in in terms of the quality of the teams, it's a great um, bar setter for the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, John Rell says he was a Birmingham fan. Says to one of his friends earlier that there isn't an easy or tough start; it's just the Championship, which again, is, I think is pretty well, fair. This is- this is the thing, though, Matt, isn't it? And, you know, we've the, the, the number of years that we've been in the Championship over the past 10 or whatever it is, it's every year we've said, you know, it's a tough league, it's going to be tough, it's going to be tough. But every single year, the gap between 24th and 6th ain't that big. You know, you get the two or three disappearing off up top and the rest, the gap is not massive. I'm not saying the quality is not there. What I'm saying is the gap, you know, the, the, the gap is just literally, it's a, it's a couple of decent runs, isn't it, you know? Um, so I, I suspect it'll probably be the same this season. There's going to be some surprises, I think, in terms of uh, teams that everybody expects to be strong that probably won't be. 
Um, and hopefully, hopefully, there's going to be a couple of surprises of teams who people don't think are going to be strong, but turn out to be. Mm, possibly. Let me flip that though, John. So let's say Leicester, for example. Leicester are coming down for the Premier League. It may take time for them to sell into the Championship. So maybe playing them in the first four fixtures is a good time to play them because you may be hopefully hitting them when they're a little bit off balance, maybe. There's always a good time to play a team. There's always a bad time to play a team. You know, sometimes the way the fixtures go, if you're playing a team that's on a bad run, you're right. You're, you're exactly right there. But then you don't want to be going to a team that's just probably one four on the belt and they're flying. So when you look at the fixtures, you don't know that. But mm. there always is a good time to go to a club and there's a bad time. So, uh, But until you get into it and get going, you know... It, as I say, you've already said it all. We're just going over it from top to bottom. This league is unbelievable. It uh, really is. You know, you go in the Premier, there's three leagues in there. Um, and then again, if you, I think somebody was saying to me the other day, you know, if we'd have had another three points, I know we get greedy, but if we'd have had another three points, we'd, some, we'd have been above halfway. I don't know whether that's right, but somebody said that to me today. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is a... It's a fantastic, and and the New York Stadium will be rocking. We know that it's mm. a lot better in that stadium when the away fans are there, and mm. and it, just, it does rile you up. It gets going. It's a great atmosphere. We'll have a full house, uh, more or less every game. So uh, it's mouthwatering, really, really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. For the first three home games as Blackburn, Leicester, and Norwich, Mick, they are they're <laughs> going to be sellouts. They're tough games, obviously, but they're going to be sellouts. And yeah. They are better. Norwich always bring loads. Leicester will obviously bring loads because first time we've played them at New York. Yeah. Uh, and Blackburn brought a few last time as well. Um, obvious to say, but that's key because our home form is once again going to be huge. To stay in this league, you've got to be decent at home. Yeah, of course you have. Of course you have. And it's going to be, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's all up in the air from, from a fan's point perspective, isn't it? Because, you know, Matt, this is Matt Taylor's first full pre season. Um, and we're going to hopefully going to see. Um, what what he's looking to bring to this club, you know, we've seen we've seen patches of it over the last season, but taking over, as he said when we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, you know, taking over halfway through a season, you you, you kind of it's, it's it's very very difficult. Mm. Come come the, the beginning of August, we're going to see a Matt Taylor team, hopefully, assuming that the uh, the, the recruitments um, recruitments all right. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays, how he approaches this uh, this league. Uh, Paul Warren was very, very successful in the first eight games, eight, nine games that he, mm. that he had at the beginning of the last season, you know, in that high energy, high pressure, which I keep banging on about all the time. Um, you know, are we going to see that? Are we going to see something different from Matt Taylor? It's, it's exciting in and of itself, forgetting that we're playing, you know? Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to this buzzing for this season. Mm. Yeah. Uh, John, just go back to again when you were sort of coach. When when you take take over a team partway through the season, uh, this is going to sound really obvious, but the pre-season when you get your first pre-season is that vital? You know, do you, you're having that does that help so much more? You get that extra six weeks with the players rather than coming in partway through the season. Yeah, and the your players, as you said earlier, you, you know, you come in uh, as as Matt did, or any any manager coming in when. Uh, there's, a, there's been a, a manager either going to, uh, like Warnie, he, he went to Derby County, Edmonton, or if it's a manager that gets the side, you're taking over 
uh, a team that's either flying or a team that's down in the doldrums a little bit. So as a management team going in then, you've got to just feel your way in and you do your own work and what have you. But now he knows what Rotherham's all about. Matt knows and his staff knows everything that's uh, uh, about this football club. Uh, he'll have an idea what kind of player he wants. The hard thing is bringing the players in, attracting them to Rotherham. It's a hell of a job. It's not just as easy as picking the phone up. Agents are involved now. And bearing in mind, you know, for fans, you look and uh, I have people come to me, why don't we go and get that player? Why don't we go and get that player? And I even had that when I was assistant manager. You know, it's not that easy. You know, the, the agents nowadays, I'll be honest with you, in, in my day, there were no agents. And, and when me and Ronnie were doing it, agents were just coming into it. Mm. Uh, and I don't particularly like agents. But uh, if I was a player now, I'd have an agent. That's how... And championship players that we want, it's not just about, does Rotherham United after you? If you're going for a championship player, he will have three, four options. Mm. And he will leave it while his agent will be telling him, go on holiday, You'll be fixed up. Don't worry. We've got that. He'll just keep in touch with him. And and it's just a matter of going and feeling your way in as a player and seeing where you think you will be. And then obviously finance comes into it. You know, it's just impossible for us as a club to, to go and splash the money that some of the clubs do. Uh, we know that, that we are what we are. And uh, But it isn't easy. That The hard job is bringing a team in. And until Matt gets his team, I mean... He will, he will have an idea what type of player he wants, how he wants to play. But sometimes when you've got your players in, you might have to change that a little bit because you haven't got the, the player in that you really want to. So, you know, until you get them players in, in pre-season, playing with them, playing in friendlies, knowing what individuals you've got, then you, you'll decide roughly what system you will be playing or what have you been. It isn't easy. I've got people walking. Have we brought anybody in yet? It's going to be quiet. They'll leave you while the last minute. You know, in the lower divisions, you're going for players. No disrespect to them. They might have one chance. And Rotherham United, lower down, in the, say, in the second division, we're a big, big club. We are the big club then, and you can attract that type of player. But in the championship, we've just got to be patient. And I know uh, I know that Matt, Matt is a patient type of fella. I know that from meeting him and talking to him. It's not easy, honestly, believe me. You know, it's easy sat at home as a supporter, which I am now. Ooh, why don't we go and, go and get him? Why don't we get him? It's not, I wish it was as easy as that. I wish it was. We're, we're not in Cooper's, I'm saying Cooper, any old guys listening now, Cooper's Toy Shop. Yeah, used, yeah. Cooper's toy shop. My mum says you can have anything off the bottom shelf. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not saying the players we're going to get a bottom shelf. <laughs> we do, we can't really look at that top shelf. We've got to be sensible, and uh, you know, because the club there's a lot of clubs gone under, and there's a lot of clubs uh, being in financial difficulties and had points deducted. So, uh, but I don't think we'll ever get that. Hopefully not. <laughs> no, again, hopefully not. No. <laughs> Uh, Danny, just on transfers, let's... What? I said we've been through that. We've got that T-shirt. Don't want to yeah. wear it, no. Yeah, we've got that T-shirt. No more points. Oh, my three other clubs getting into trouble and getting six points deducted. That would be a nice... <laughs> 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 yeah. That would, that would be a bit... 
Yeah, would have. <laughs> um, Danny, just in terms of transfers, as a fan, it's obvious. We we all want the squad to be sorted by now. But as John mentions, it's obviously unrealistic. Are you? How do you feel about it? With no signings yet, no re-signings of the contracts yet either. Pre-season doesn't start until Monday. I think Monday's going to be an important day, to be honest with you, for who comes back and everything else. How do you feel about it, Danny, just in general, the transfer scene? Um, I think seeing clubs that have done a lot of business before pre-season started, they're the ones that re- like have had their plan together for um, since before the end of last season. You know, I mean, look at how many players Doncaster have signed. They've got a clear vision and they know who they want, so they've gone out and effectively got them signed on early. Um, whereas I think clubs with us, like, like us, we're sort of looking at the players we want to re-sign um, and, the play- and then we'll be looking at the players who will, you know, in- improve us to the standard where we'll stay up and maybe push on up the positions a little bit. Um, in terms of having players in before pre- pre-season, it would be better to have a few before the start of pre-season because, you know, you can sort of really get the ground working early. But at the same time, the season doesn't start until early August and you've got until September to finalise it. Yeah, it'd be great to pick up as many points as humanly possible in August. But, you know, we've got a hell of a lot of time left to really finalise the team. Um, like the football fan in me that gets excited, like, oh, who are we signing? Who are the rumours today? Oh, what name can I write on my rumour wall? It'd be better to have more, more the names, the better. But knowing how football works, at least the, the surface level of knowing how it works, I'm not too worried that we've not signed anybody because I'm sure there's irons in the fire as there is with everybody. The important thing is we've got a good manager and a good recruitment team who know what they want. And it's just about getting those people in, whether it's first choice or fifth choice, they'll know exactly who's on that list. And, and I'm sure they're trying their absolute best to try and get them. They won't be sat on their asses doing nothing because it's like, ah, oh, season don't start until August. We've got plenty of time. Now they'll be on it straight away. So I'm, I'm not worried. I'm just excited to see that tweet where it says, welcome to Rotherham United's X, Y or Z or whoever. I'm just excited to see that because then it's like a step closer to the season. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah. I can, I can tell you, lads, that it's round the clock when you're in the management and the coaching staff. It won't just be uh, a nine o'clock in and we'll go home at four o'clock. The phone will be going now. You'll be surprised at the recruitment, the agents and everything. It's nearly round the clock where they're, they're on the phones all the time juddling and, and trying to attract players and, and talk to players. It's a busy, busy time. And, uh, you know, um, I don't envy them at all. Um, it is a really difficult time. Uh, but, you know, like all fans, they've got to be just patient and just, you know, it will happen. And you've mentioned already, the hard thing as well is to get lads to re-sign. I mean, mm. 
know, the, uh, the contracts have been offered out to, to certain players that Matt wants to keep. And until you get them in, you know, until you get them in and your plans start, because while you are trying to bring new faces in, until your lads that you've got sign, because if one of them let you down, then you're looking for somebody else. It's just mm-hmm. an ongoing thing. But I remember going back with Phil Henson way back in 92, we brought in uh, Tony Cunningham and uh, uh, Don Page the day before the first game of the season. What <laughs> would have it, that will lower down and uh, mm-hmm. that will be fourth division, the second division. Uh, so I know what it's like, even in them days, it was we managed to get them to him the day before and uh, we just chucked him straight in there and uh, we did well a promotion that year. But that's not the ideal way. You want a settled squad. You want to uh, you want to be ready to hit the ground running, as I said. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But also I, don't, I don't think we'll have a definitive answer until after the 30th of June when yeah. the contract expires. Like, I know that's after that's the pre-season started, well. but that's yeah. when we'll have definitive answers of, right, they've re-signed or we can crack on signing their replacement. Yeah. Yeah. It's also making it's about being it's about being patient. It's also getting your timing right as well. You don't want to sign ten players before the thirtieth of June because then there's other people that your top targets might then become available. It's it's another plate to spin for Matt Taylor as well, because you've got to get everything, try and get everything at the right time, which is obviously not going to happen perfectly, Mm. but it's something else for him to think about. It's a proper balancing act, isn't it? You know. Um, you know, and and you might go rushing in headlong on first of June, sign fourteen players, and all of a sudden there's another twenty-seven come available, or, or far far better. Great, you've got a squad, but you know, so it's like you said, it's another player to spin, um, and and we as fans, we've got to look back over the past few seasons and look at the quality of the recruitment that this club's made, whether it's been a Paul Warren, whether it's been a Matt Taylor, and it has been top draw for the, for the bulk of it. So we've got to put our trust in them and well, we've got no choice. You put your trust in them, you be patient, you let them do the job and they will do the job. Just, I'm absolutely confident of it. So, but it might be like John's just said there, you know, it might be last day, day before Stoke game before we really finally get final couple of jigsaw pieces and you never know. It might not even be till the end of August. Um, so it's... Uh, it's tough times, and I'm glad it's not something that I'm involved with because it, the, the stress must be horrendous. <laughs> yeah, John um, Simmons also had the loans in. If we're looking at loans, they're all there again. They're going to be later available than yeah, still, yeah. permanent transfers mm. as well. Well, the, the loans that, that you're spot on there because most clubs get the pre-season and the, the loans that you're getting, especially to the younger end, mm. uh, they let them do the pre-season. They want them to do the pre-season at their club. So the fitness guys, uh, the, the medical staff and everything, they make sure that they've had a good pre-season. Plus, they want to look at them in games. You know, uh, They want to look at them because they might just be one of the younger ones that think, hey, he's ready now, so we'll keep him. We'll not let him go out alone. There's all them decisions to make. So, uh, you know, I remember with, with Wilesy, when Wilesy were coming through, talking about him going out on loan and it would have, would have been the right thing to pro- for him to go out on loan but we decided, uh, not me I know Warnie and Richie at that time, they decided on on uh, on him to actually uh, do his pre-season and he was looking good so we'll keep him here we'll not let him go on loan, let him get his experience in here with the players that we've got 
and that one paid off for us. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's a it's a balancing act, and it's uh, until you get there, you know, the phone sometimes goes, and you think, wow, and then you get the phone call, and it's a disappointment. So then you move on to the next one and, uh, and so on. And we'll not really know. And, and you've said already that it could be well into August before we get them final bits of the jigsaw. Hopefully we get them final bits of the jigsaw. Yeah. You must, yeah. As a football manager, you must have to be able to deal with rejection quite well. Yeah, I think you do at every club. But I think when when you're rather united in the championship i think you will be you know you'll do a lot of work research on a player and look at it and you'll get a player in and he'll come into the club and you'll chat to him and you'll go home and you'll think yeah yeah i've got a good feeling about this one and then you get the dreaded phone call that he's signed for somebody else and he's in the championship and he'll be playing against you so it is it is uh, you do get disappointments you probably get more disappointments than the because uh, I know that the list that you have uh, are just yeah. unbelievable you know you will be there's agents all the time they're all juggling and, and, and getting phone calls 24 hours yeah uh, Danny move across to the back to the back to the on the pitch more come in the Carabao Cup first round draw the glamour tie of the round probably not um, <laughs> any thoughts, Danny, on it? It's difficult in it because they went down last season, so they are in League Two. So, in theory, it's an easier tie, but again, it's early on the season, we don't know where anybody is really. All I can say about this game is again, really, <laughs> you know, because we had them last season in the AFL Cup and we had them um not too long ago. Um, we've lost twice against them at New York, so it's just like, oh, again, really, um. Yeah, it benefits us a little bit that um, there's a bigger league gap now. Um, so the squad quality will be a, a lot different. But I, I hate to say it, out of the, the three competitions, you know, the, the Championship, FA Cup and EFL Cup, I'd put that one with the lowest priority. You know, because mm. everyone wants to win games of football. But in terms of prioritising that game, we'll probably see a lot, a lot of different players in. So we would say... A, a normal league game. Because, um, again, it, it's sort of like a, li- a little pre-season game, you know? Like, if we win it, like, fair fair play, we're into the next round. But if we don't win it, it's like, OK, we see where we are a little bit, move on to Saturday. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, oh, Morecambe, again, like, I would have liked Wrexham, personally. You know, that would have been, that been nice. And yeah. With it and... I'm telling more money. You know, um, but yeah, it's just with um, with Morecambe, and and I know this is this is going to sound awful, but Paul Ward never beat Morecambe in the EFL Cup, so this is Matt Taylor's true test. You know, if he beats Morecambe, (laughs) (laughs) if he beats Morecambe, that's the next step up. You know, he's kept us up and he's beat Morecambe in the Cup. You know, that that's it, job done. Um, no, it's just another game to watch for me at the minute. If we get into round two and get a decent draw, then you know, it sort of heightens it a little bit. But if we go out in the first round, it's just, ah, well, on Saturday. Yeah. And unless you're one of these people on Twitter who goes mad and just puts some angry faces all over, then it's different, isn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, early on, it could be just a confidence game. Mick, I enjoy the first round of the Cup because you get to see the players who've signed this. Because obviously, on the first day of the season, obviously, only, you tend to see only 14 players, including subs. So you tend to be more, more rotation. You get to see some of the new boys in a proper competitive game. Mm. And you, 
I, we obviously want to win, but I want to see these these players playing. I, I really, really, really like the first round. Yeah, I'm a bit sort of one part of me thinks oh, it's just it's a waste of time, but the other part of me is is, is precisely that. You know, you, you, we get to see the preseason friendlies, and and they, they those games are never played at full pace. You know, they never played sort of competitively, really. You know, it's just about teams and players getting their eye in and and and, and getting to know each other. So it's it's kind of it's it's that that first round of the the, the Carabao Cup is like it's like the, a competitive friendly. You know, it's a friendly, but there's there's something at stake. So you, you do get to see, like you said, some of the, just just kind of where we're gonna hopefully where we're gonna sort of uh, where we're gonna sit. Having said that, for the last two seasons in that competition, it's shown us precisely the opposite, hasn't it? So you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, you see, I've taught myself out of it now. I know I don't like it anymore. <laughs> you do that, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, again, you're from when you were your assistant manager. Pure point of view, the first round of the cup, it's normally the, first, the second game of the season. So you've had the build up to opening day, and then you've got the cup game. How how it, are they? Are, is that a really important game for seeing the players? How, how they deal with that, those type of games? Well, it's important. Obviously, finance. I think that's the main thing with the cup. Uh, I don't. I think I'd be mad to say we're going to get to Wembley and win either cup, FA Cup or or in kind of. Um, Carabao, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get there to Wembley, but it's about finance, and you try to if you get on a winning run and and it breeds confidence, what have you. But I think I think what it's about pre-season as a player. First of all, as a player, you want to get the energy, you want to get the fitness, you want to get through pre-season without any knocks, any injuries. And, and I think as a management team and the medical staff and the fitness guys, especially in today's football, where they've got all that, they've got all, they have got all the tools to do that. Mm. And the fitness is the main thing. We want to get them to that first game of the season where I can pick from a full squad. The last yeah. thing I want to be doing is getting to that first game or the first week and, and I'm looking in my treatment room and I've got six players that's on, mm. and six main players on, on, the, on the tables with the physios working round the clock to try and get them. So the first thing is, in for the, from a player's point of view, get the, I used to have the old manager, Jim McGuigan, who said, come on, we get to the first game of the season without any injuries. It's like putting money in the bank, you're putting energy into the bank. When you get that injury in December, you go to the bank and you draw 20 quid worth of energy out of it. And you, you know what I mean? It's, it's that sort of thing. You, you, feel, you want it to be feeling good when that first game comes and uh, you don't want to be uh, injured by injuries, especially the staff don't want that. So, uh, and the cup game comes in, whether, you know, I don't know Matt's feelings on it, uh, but it gives the squad as well. You know, you might have some good youngsters that's coming through that first game against what We don't take it light. Morecambe, as you said, we, we lost to them last year and, uh, it's not going to be an easy game. They'll come here, come to New York Stadium. They'll look at the stadium. Wow, we've seen the pitch already. I've seen the grass this week. It looks fantastic. Makes me want to start and play again. <laughs> they will come down, get off the bus, see New York Stadium. They'll go in there. They'll give it everything. Uh, it is for them. It's a big one for them. But it's, it's you try to get on, on the winning run. You try to uh, keep it going. But I think from a player's point of view, it's getting getting to the first game of the season and then obviously the cup game and, and, and whether he uses the squad for that, uh, it, 
might give one or two lads a, a breather, some of the older lads, and, and uh, have a look at one or two of the youngsters that you think that are maybe good enough, and uh, and one or two of them may surprise you by bringing some performance in, and then they go on to onto things that we've seen in the past where young kids have come through and done really well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike the Miller says Rotherham have uh, Rotherham have had a, f- a few decent cup runs. Wouldn't it be nice for once? Next season, that will change. Earn a few, Bob. Yes, of course, the league is the priority, but let's have some cup joy. <laughs> I, I could get Mike, We had some cup joy at Wembley just a season or so ago. Just savour that for a bit longer and let's just concentrate <laughs> on getting 50 points. <laughs> okay. Papa John's is the only cup competition that truly matters, and it's annoying that we couldn't defend the title after winning it. But <laughs> that, that's a whole different argument. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Mick, let's talk about the championship in general. Let's talk briefly, very briefly, talk about our friends down the road uh, who've had a very, very eventful week. Um, I'll, taking the rolling out of half, I, I, we watch them go up and you think, damn, they've got a damn good manager in Darren Moore. I don't, don't like to admit it while he's Wednesday manager, but they've got a great manager in Darren Moore. They had a great League One squad. They've got the, the they will, I expected them to have the budget. I was sort of thinking that they'll sail off into 11th or something like that. They'll have a great season. Darren Moore then leaves, and you're sort of thinking, well, hang on, what's going off here? Because he he, he looked a perfect fit for the club, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did, and I think and I think he probably was, you know, and I think he got the ability to to take them further. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to, to gauge what's gone off down there. And 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 frankly, you know, it's it's not that much of an interest to us, other than you know we get some bragging rights at work or whatever, and we can we can. Rip into a few, uh, a few of a few of our mates, um, but like you say, taking your Rotherham United hat off just for a moment. We've said this before. We've said this a few times. Sheffield Wednesday are a club that, are, as as a club, are putting up lots and lots of red flags. There's lots and lots going off you, when you read between the lines that makes you think things aren't right. Something is not right behind the scenes. You know, the, the, obviously they've had the financial issues and that the, the are well publicised. But you know, the, the the shirt sponsor, what was all that about? You know, it, it doesn't ring. It's a company that's got absolutely no money. And and where 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 why? You know, the the shirt manufacturer, all that all that sort of stuff that we've discussed before. And and then you've got you're parting ways with a manager who was more than capable, more than capable of keeping you in that division and, and probably kicking on as well. Why? You know, it, it, it's too many red flags for me if I if I followed them. And thankfully, thankfully, I don't. So we can just enjoy it. We can sit back and enjoy uh, if it all falls apart, which, quite frankly, I hope it does. Um, but it, it, it just don't feel right. Uh, why Darren Moore has left, it, it, it strikes me as a man with a lot of integrity, you know, he strikes me as an absolutely straight down the line kind of bloke. And I, uh, my view is probably, and it's a guess, obviously, uh, that he's probably the one that's walked rather than having been pushed. Um, whether these bad assurances made to him or that, you know, money will be available or whatever, whatever, I don't know. Uh, the way he was treated by the supporters after that, uh, Peter Ross was, Despicable, um, you know. The, 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 there's probably a number of factors, but deep down, I think I think they're in trouble 
financially, I think behind the scenes they're in trouble. Mm. Quite possibly. Uh, Reg says, "Do we really care about Wednesday? A waste of breath." I mean, so Danny, they are relevant to us. They're in the back in our league, uh, so we've got to mention them a little bit. And hopefully, they'll be down there, whether it's with us or not. Hopefully, they'll be down because that'll be another team to take a space away that we can't have. Um, so hopefully, it's it goes badly for them. <laughs> um, I've spoke to a lot of my mates who are Chef Wednesday fans. Unfortunately, there's a few of them. Um, <clears throat> and like them, I couldn't believe Darren Moore had gone when the statement came out. Um, funnily enough, I was with my dad at the time, who was a Chef United fan, and he found it hilarious. Um, but it's like, I thought Darren Moore would be the manager to keep him up, if I'm being honest. I think he'd, he's got, he had a very solid base to build on. I think he was the man who'd... Um, re-sign a lot of the players and be the difference between those players walking and staying through what he was trying to build um, and I agree Mick, I think he's walked, I think certain things were promised, like, it's all speculation like, but that certain things were promised and he's been told that that wasn't going to happen and so he's gone, no, can't do it and he's, and he's walked, which is a shame Um but there's a massive hole now at Chef Wednesday that needs to be plugged from manager down to, you know, assist, assistant recruitment officer or, or whatever the official title is. Like, that's a whole backroom staff that needs completely rebuilding now. And pre-season starts on Monday. You know, and I think they've got 14 contracted players, something like that. So it's like, that is a huge undertaking. I mean, it's a huge undertaking for us recruitment-wise. And we've got... I think close to 20 players still contracted. Um, so it's a huge ask for Chef Wednesday now. Yeah, they've got a lot of pull because, you know, they're a big club, big stadium, huge fan base. Um, massive, Yeah, massive. But massive. That's, the, that's the difference. They're massive, but we're mighty. You know, that's why we've been in the higher league for, um, for a season and finished higher than them for a few seasons. Um, yeah, it's a huge undertaking at Chef Wednesday. From a football fan perspective, it's like, Oh, you know, that could be a team down there with us. But from a friend of my mates who are Wednesday fans, it's like I actually feel for him a little bit because it's just yeah. a, a little bit, yeah, because it took a sledgehammer straight to their any any hope any hope they had of going towards the playoffs, however slim, has now been took straight from under him. Like the table leg's gone now. Yeah. Well, Danny, don't get mixed started. Somebody um, get called Danny a doctor. <laughs> the table um, legs gone now. Hilarious. The, the table legs gone now. They, they, they won't get playoffs. Really. They won't do a Sunderland. Uh, John Johnny was a proper neutral. Says it's a stupid decision as a team. Through took took the playoffs. They were already behind the rest of the division in terms of preparation. Now they're even further behind the curve. Um, yeah, John. Again, let me ask you. So back when you were a player, I don't know if you ever experienced a, ch- a change of manager in the summer. How unsettling is that that you've you had a manager and now he's not there and you've got pre-season with almost, well, with a new guy and a new everything? Well, first of all, uh, Darren Moore, uh, I know him personally and he's a great guy and what a fantastic career he had as a player. And uh, really, uh, he, he did the job. It, it comes as a shock to me. I can, I didn't believe it I, you know, at first. I thought, and then it was announced and it, then it come where it, it was right, and I thought to myself, something's out there, and all the staff's gone as well. Mm-hmm. Now, that is, uh, that is a big thing that he's, he's cleared the deck. But I just don't know. I think, you know, and I want to talk about Rotherham. We, you know, 
the size of a club, we've got a local owner who owns the club. Uh, whatever people think, uh, he's got his company in Rotherham and he knows the score. I'll tell you now, I don't know this uh, chairman there, but when I see things and I hear things, uh, I bet some Saturdays they don't even know the score well, whatever time. Mm. Whereas, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed where we've got the local owner, knows what it's about, he's in and around the town. And uh, as I say, he employs a lot of people in the town. So we're blessed a little bit there. And, uh, you know, long, long may that reign. Uh, when these uh, companies come in now, especially the Championship League, Championship, you, you see the Premiership's got the big companies. They're now coming into this Championship. And West Brom have got it now. There's Bedlam down there at West Brom. Uh, as you said, Sheffield Wednesday, that's a big thing now. As a player, you must be thinking, what's going on here? And you've got, you're going to have a new manager, new coach. You're going to have everything all new. Uh, it, it's, it's not the right... Uh, for me, it isn't. But who knows until the season kicks off. But that's enough about Sheffield Wednesday. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, 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 and as I say, we're, we're blessed with uh, what we've got. And let's embrace it. And uh, we're in the championship. We're in this championship. It's a fantastic league. Let's embrace it. And, you know, enjoy every game. And... And just, you know, soak it in. New York Stadium, full every week. We haven't got the big stadium where it's half empty this year. And uh, get behind the lads, that's what I say. Come on. Whoever, I mean, we're all waiting for silence. Even I am. Let's get behind these lads and let's, you know, let's embrace it. The, the 10 years we've been at New York Stadium have just been unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, they have. I think it's it seems it to get the Wednesday fans in. enough to clip, lads. We have, yeah, we could finish Wednesday now. I think the yeah. season tickets have been brilliant as well, aren't they? I think they're, they're, they're as good as they've been in a long time, to be fair. That's great that everybody's getting behind the club even further than they already were because mm. fans have been great in the last, 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 certainly, certainly the last 12 months and beyond. They've been brilliant fans. Um, How many season tickets have we sold, by the way? It's nearly 7,000, isn't it? It's nearly 6 8 was the last update, I think. I think you're about six, I think I've seen 6 8, yeah. Wow. <clears throat> So we're in June, <laughs> so wow. it's gonna it's gonna hopefully go up. So yeah, if you haven't bought a season ticket, go back, try and if you can go buy a season ticket, get behind the team because um, we're a roller coaster season again. I'm, just, I'm absolutely certain of that. Um, yeah, anything else? We've covered plenty tonight. Is there anything else? Very much, not much news happens. Is there anything else? Any we want to discuss about Rotherham related or tenuously? No, no I think uh, we've, we're we're just talking about season tickets there. Just. For people who, who are new to Rotherham United, who are sort of very much younger fans, you know, when we were at Milmo, we were selling 1,200, 1,300 season tickets a season, you know, and that's not that long ago. And I imagine, well, there's no doubt that when we were at that Don Valley place, the, the you know, the... The, yeah, the number of season tickets sold were the same. So it, it's taken off massively. And a lot of that is because of the stuff that John's talked about there with, with the work Tony Stewart's done. So it's great. And 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 hopefully, hopefully that figure will go up before the, the season starts. And, you know, it's uh, it'll, be a, it'll be almost be a, a full house of season ticket holders, which will be wonderful for clubs. So, yeah. Absolutely. Very good, Mick. Thank you. No rants tonight. It's been good. Um, <clears throat> so... We want to reiterate, if you haven't already signed up for Midnight Walk and you want to, you can, you can sign up online by Friday or, as John mentioned, turn up on the night. 
um, and pay, pay, pay to walk. We should also mention the cricket cricket game, John. Just give everybody the key details of the cricket game at Wickersley, which is... In yeah, a- that's... Dollars. We've got a, a big week. We've got the midnight walk. And on the Thursday, I did want the cricket match uh, on the Friday. One or two people have had a little pop at us about that. But Wickersley, I wanted to keep the cricket match going because it's such a, a great uh, entertainment night and a good fun. And uh, if we get the weather, I'm now watching the weather. I want, first of all, watching the weather for the midnight walk. I think that one's going to be all right. It's going to be a bit odd. Next one, yeah. then after that, the cricket. That's on Thursday the 29th. Uh, Matt Taylor, we'll see him with his whites on. And, uh, you know, when he first come, I mentioned it to him. He said, yeah, he's looking forward to that. So, um, and uh, Wayne Carlisle will be playing in it. There may be one or two celebrities playing in it. I don't know yet. I'll be going up on Monday to see Matt and see... What players? I'm certain Ben Wiles, who's an unbelievable all-rounder. I think whatever sport he took up, he could play rugby uh, when he was at school. But he's a very, very good cricketer. Uh, and I think whatever he, whatever sport Ben would play, he'd be good at it. So Ben will be uh, putting the whites on, and we'll see where else we'll go in there and see what Matt, what who else Matt's got, and then I'll fill places with a few celebrities. But that's that's just again when he when he got. If you haven't got anything, just come to the game. But if you took 10p or £100, it's 10p towards our wonderful, wonderful uh, hospice. So mm. it's always great. Great cricket club, Wickersley. They do look after us and let's keep this, keep it going. We've got great sponsors for that. We've got the W Restaurant and Burroughs Motors again. Steve Burroughs always backs us, uh, the Rotherham Hospice and the football club. He's always sponsoring, he's in the lounge as well. So, uh, no, we've got the cricket match. And then, obviously, the reason it's on a Thursday is Friday. We couldn't, we, we just didn't have the staff. Uh, plus, me and Ronnie wanted a pint at the cricket club. And we also want a pint at the Legends Night. Kevin Johnson's unofficial Legends Night at the uh, New York Stadium, which has been sold out and very successful. So, so me and Ronnie will be having a drink Thursday now. We'll be having a drink on Friday now, which is... <laughs> it doesn't sound bad at all. But, uh, yeah, so come and join us at the cricket. Uh, as I say, we'll, we'll watch uh, Matt Taylor. And uh, I saw he got 80-something for Penniston yeah. the other week, so <laughs> it must be different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Mick, John wants to, John Morell in the comments wants to know, if, they do, if he donates, will you do two laps, Mick? <laughs> I'll tell you what, John. I'll tell you what. Um, if you donate, when we play Birmingham at our place, I'll buy you a pint, mate. There you go. I'll take you to a proper pub and buy you a proper pint. You're taking it for the cutlers, aren't you, mate? I am, mate. I am, mate. Yeah. I know. I didn't even mention. <laughs> um, Right, so there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening who's been involved with us tonight. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you've subscribed. If you're on iTunes, Spotify, make sure you've subscribed on there as well. If you aren't going on the walk, try and donate to the Just Giving page for, for the for the Midnight Walk on Saturday. If you are, we will see you there. Looking forward to it. I'll have a good laugh uh, on, all, on all those miles that we're going to complete. Um, yeah. Mick, it's been a pleasure, and I will see you on Saturday. Yes, you will indeed. Danny, always a pleasure to see you, mate, and I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, always a pleasure. I don't think we're quite celebrity enough to play in the cricket match yet, are we, lads? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are very, very low down. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Danny? 
never know. I might be calling on you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, and John, it's been it's been fantastic to have you with us. Thank you very much for being on the podcast and all the work you do for hospice as well. And then we'll see you Saturday. Thank you. Thanks, lads. You're doing a great job. And uh, up the millers, everybody. Up the millers. Up the millers. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cheers, lads. Rebel. Vicious. Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood is dead again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.